on back, everybody, to another episode of the podcast to be named later. Noah Hiles here, taking you on another solo show. And after an off day on Monday, the Bucks are back in action. They will take on the Chicago White Sox in the south side of Chicago at 8.10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This evening, Alex Stump on the road. He is traveling, I believe, believe as I'm recording this. So it'll be another solo show uh, from yours truly here. And we're just going to preview this two-game series they have against the Chicago White Sox, a team the Pirates have not seen since, I believe, 2015, if I'm not mistaken. And things have changed a lot between these two franchises since then. Uh, at, at the last time these two teams met up in 2015, the Pirates were a 98-win team. They had a lot of good pitching. They had some some very talented hitters. They looked like they were going to be around for a while. And now they enter this uh, series still, I believe, with the worst winning percentage in all of baseball. You flip that around, the Chicago White Sox in the mid-2010s were, were not a good franchise. They were, I believe, starting a rebuild and... They're reaping the benefits of this uh, rebuild that they've been working on. Because right now, looking over this team, let me tell you, this this is a very good Chicago White Sox team that they're facing. This ain't, this ain't the Brewers, folks. And this, this isn't even the Indians. They don't have the Indians pitching, but top to bottom... This might be the most talented team the Pirates have faced this year. I'm trying to think. It's it's either them or the Cubs. Oh, the Twins are pretty good. But, I mean, they're up there. And, it's, and as far as staying power goes, this White Sox team, they're going to be around for a while. Uh, let's get into the preview right now. Uh, the main thing that stands out to me with the Chicago White Sox roster is its offense. Just absolutely lethal. These are the categories that they are in the top five of offensively in all of baseball. Batting average. They're hitting 266 as a team. For reference, that is, I believe, 60 points ahead of the Pirates. Let's see what they're hitting as a team now. Let me pull that up real quick. Oh, the Pirates are up to 229. So, not as bad as I thought, but still. 266 as a team, second best in all of baseball. They are slugging 481 as a team. That is the best in Major League Baseball. They have an 807 OPS as a team. I think there are less than three Pirates as a whole who have an OPS over 800. The 807 OPS of the Chicago White Sox is the second highest out of any team in baseball. They have hit the second most home runs, 55. They have the most hits, 264, and they have scored 145 runs, which is good for fifth best in all of Major League Baseball. One area that they do not do well in is walking. They are 24th in baseball in drawing walks. Uh, just 80 on the season. The Pirates are 29th in baseball with 61 walks. The only team with fewer is the St. Louis Cardinals, who, of course, have played far less games than every other team 
in the major leagues. And they also strike out a lot, the White Sox. And that, that'll come when you have a team full of power hitters, a team that is leading all of baseball and slugging percentage. Strikeouts are going to be more expected. 278 times the White Sox have gone down either swinging or looking this season. So impressive numbers offensively. This is a, a group of big boppers, and there, there are four people I have my eye on as far as the White Sox lineup goes. And the first guy is arguably the hottest hitter in all of Major League Baseball. I said that during the Indians preview with Framil Reyes, and he wasn't that great against the Pirates in the three games that they saw him. This guy is hotter than Reyes was. Jose Abreu. This season, he is slashing 322, 365, 699. He has 11 home runs and 28 runs batted in. He has hit six home runs and drove in nine runs in his last three games. Yes, you heard that right. In, the, in their weekend series against the Cubs, which I believe they took two games out of three, Jose Abreu hit six home runs. I think there was one in the first game, and then on Saturday night he had three, and then I think he had two more on Sunday. I might have mixed those days up. But altogether, yeah, pretty damn good weekend. We got excited about Polanco and Frazier and Reynolds, and we should have been, but, I mean, this guy, he is tied for the team lead on the Pirates in home runs in three days of production. And he's one run batted in from being tied for the team lead as well. Uh, and while the the series against the Cubs was impressive, he's just been impressive all year at the plate. In the month of August, he has only had a multiple strikeout game four times. And I think he's played in every single contest for the White Sox in August. So he's not an easy strikeout either, despite those power numbers. Like, I mean, you look at his batting average, 322. 322 this season. And that's just one of many. Speaking of batting averages, uh, my personal favorite player in all of Major League Baseball is the Chicago White Sox, and that's uh, Tim Anderson. Tim Anderson is, to me, one of the more underrated professional athletes out of the four major sports in America. Uh, does not get the recognition that I believe he deserves. Um, he is just electric to watch and he's a great follow on social media especially instagram uh his hype videos that he he posts on instagram if you don't follow him i believe it's like t anderson seven is his instagram name uh highly recommend checking him out he's got some great media and he is a very big advocate for um spreading baseball youth baseball in the inner cities uh he he's he's very big on trying to make baseball popular with the African-American community, and uh, I'm all for that. I'm all for diversifying the game, making the game for everyone. So I, I support what he's doing. He was known best for his bat flip incident that took place last year. I'm personally a big bat flip guy, so I'm all over that. And he delivers. Like I said, 2019 batting champion in the American League last year, picking right up where he left off last year. This season, he's hitting 350 with six home runs and a 1063 OPS. He had a little bit of an injury. He's only played in 19 games this year, but still 
Very impressive numbers from him, and he brings it on the other side of uh, the game as well, playing some great defense at shortstop. He'll be fun to watch. And I go in detail, extra detail, when we're playing, when the Pirates are playing these uh, games against American League opponents. Teams like the White Sox, the Indians, the Twins, who we don't necessarily see all the time. I, I like providing some more in-depth coverage so you you know to look out for Tim Anderson uh, and, and just keep an eye on him. He's a fun player to watch. Uh, you know how hot Jose Abreu is because if you're following the Pirates, that doesn't necessarily mean you're following all of baseball. And the last thing to watch out for in this White Sox lineup, they, oh, by the way, they also have like one of the best catchers in baseball in Yasmani Grandal. Pirates fans should know all about him and his time as a Brewer. Uh, but perhaps the most intriguing to fans looking for something to cheer for later on, not just this series, but years and years down the road, are the Twin Towers. I don't know if they call them that, but that's what I'm labeling them as. These Twin Titans, that's even better, Twin Titans in the outfield that they have. These two prized prospects, one called up last year, one called up this year, and he's the favorite to win the American League Rookie of the Year. These guys would be... These guys would be a good middle linebacker duo. And the fact that they're outfielders is, is just insane. Um, the first one being El Eloy Jimenez. He has nine home runs, 20 runs batted in. He's hitting 298 with a 917 OPS. He is 23 years old. So he's two years younger than me. And a lot of you probably see my pictures and videos and stuff and think I'm a baby, right? Like I'm, a, I'm, I'm just a young guy. Uh, no, I, I am a senior compared to these two guys. So, yeah, El, El, Eloy, excuse me, Eloy Jimenez. I've never said his actual name out loud. I've only read it. At 23 years old, he has those impressive numbers, a year of big league experience under his belt. He stands at six foot four, 235 pounds. He plays left field. In center field is the six foot two, 210 pound. 22-year-old center fielder, Luis Robert. Uh, the guy I picked to win American League Rookie of the Year coming in. He, uh, Some scouts gave him comparisons to Mike Trout. I don't know if you ever heard that name. Guy's not bad at this sport. Uh, and he's, he's having a great rookie year. Seven home runs, 17 runs batted in, hitting 265 with an 862 OPS. And he is 22 years old. Alex and I talked last week about, man, it would be nice if the Pirates could get some kind of pitching talent similar to what the Indians are able to develop year in and year out. Wow. I mean, these guys give me... I remember in 2014 and 2015, or no, 13 and 14, or 12 and 14, whenever. Yeah, it was 12 and 14 when Polanco and Marte were called up. And those dream outfield articles were getting written... They're comparing him to Bonds, Bonilla, and Van Slyke. And these guys give me those vibes. Just and I'm, Hopefully their careers turn out better than what Polanco's had to go through and everything, and they see more success as a duo than Marte and Polanco did. But my point being is these are two 
can't miss blue chip prospects. They're physical freaks, and they're producing at an incredibly young age. It's going to be fun to watch them this series, enjoy their talents, and keep an eye on them. They're going to be around in the majors for a while. This White Sox team, I've kind of been excited to watch some of these prospects come up and perform for years now, especially these two outfielders. And now that they're all here, there's going to be some really good baseball being played on the south side. But, hey, there's a Pirates team that's on its longest win streak of the season coming into town. They got as good a chance as anybody to knock them off, right? Well, that's debatable. But in this next segment, I'm going to give you my quick keys to what the Pirates need to do to keep the good times rolling to get a victory or maybe even two on the south side. We'll be back. So a little bit of a programming note as we are now in the second segment of the show. Welcome back, everybody. I said I was going to give you my keys to this series. Throw it out, throw that out the window. Forget about that. I actually don't want to talk about that. I'm making a, a quick audible at the line, and I'm audibling from... Uh, a dive right up the middle to an absolute Hail Mary. It, it might even be like a flea flicker double reverse Hail Mary. I'm going from the safe, normal, boring route. Because I just spent the whole first half of the show talking about a different team than the Pittsburgh Pirates on a Pirates podcast. And I'm sure... I mean, I, I hope that you guys enjoyed that. I try to give a preview of the team they're facing before every series. But I thought I'd add a little bit of spice, especially because Alex isn't here to stop me. So a little bit of flair here in this in this second half of the show, and I've teased it long enough. I'm going to ask you this. Let's, let's play the hypothetical game, which is a dangerous game to play. And I know you're all tuning in thinking, don't, don't say it. Don't say it, Noah. Don't, don't go here. Don't waste your time, but damn it, I'm going to. What What happens if the Pirates win both of these games in Chicago? I don't think it's going to happen. I'll, I'll be surprised if they win either one of them, if we're being honest with each other. They're going against Giolito, who was an all-star last year, who's a really good pitcher, and Dallas Keuchel, who has been really good for a long time now. So... I don't think it's going to happen, but what what happens with this team if they say win both these games? They improved uh 13 and 17. Is that right? No. God no. That's not even close to what they would be. They're 9 and 17. I don't know why I thought 13 and 17. They proved the 9 and 17, which is still far away away from 500. But then they got two seven inning games against the Cardinals. And then they go to Milwaukee, a team that they just swept. Do, do you change your perception? Do you change your goal? Your desires for this current club? If they sweep. The White Sox in this two-game series. I just spent 12 minutes talking about how talented and good this 17-12 and 12 Chicago White Sox team is. How they're 
They're in a pretty good division. They've got a great team in the Twins to compete with. They've got a good pitching staff with the Indians to compete with. They also have some good position players. That's a division that will more than likely bring three teams into the playoffs, right? The NL Central is only going to bring in two. There's not going to be one of the two wildcard spots coming out of the Central this year. And the Central could have a team around 500 make it in. And again, the Pirates are 10 games under 500. they They're a far way to go. But they're five games out of a playoff spot right now. They sweep the White Sox. These Brewers wins, they were nice. But do wins over the White Sox, two best pitchers, Giolito and Keuchel, get you a little excited? You look down the road, well, anything can happen in a couple of seven-inning games. Say they win one of two there, now they're really cooking, and they go in Milwaukee, a team they just mop the floor with. Are you going to allow yourself to buy into any pirate type if they sweep this White Sox team? And again, this is crazy radio. I get it. But quite frankly, I feel like a kid who's home alone right now and in the beginning of the Home Alone movie where he's running around, he's drinking pop for the first time without his mom's permission, he's just screaming and yelling. That's me without Alex on this show. I'm going freaking wild and I love it. I'm asking you and sound off in the comments. I know I'm going to get roasted and that's fine. You may say I'm a dreamer, but I know, I know I am not the only one. What happens if the Pirates sweep the White Sox. Five wins in a row in a 162-game season doesn't mean much. Five wins in a row, and I don't care if they occur when you're 17 and 4 or 4 and 17. A five-game winning streak in a 60-game regular season, that can change the course of things. It can. It can... A, it could change the course of things in the standings drastically, and B, it can give a team confidence. It could keep the bats awake. It could give some young pitchers some swagger. I know, this is all a whole bunch of what-ifs and crazy talk, but if they sweep the White Sox... On Tuesday and Wednesday, in just two games, against two of their best pitchers, two of the better pitchers they're going to see this year, if they sweep them, is the mentality no longer trade everyone away? Is the mentality no longer tank for Kumar Rocker? Is the mentality now, hey, this team's starting to figure things out. We had an awful start, no doubt. But... Despite that awful start, it's late August. We're four games out of a playoff spot. When's the last time that's been the case? Record be damned. Four games out of a playoff spot in late August. Same week of the trade deadline. Are you maybe a little bit hesitant now to get rid of Keone Kella or Derek Holland? Are you still answering the phones? On those Richard Rodriguez calls. I could think of a team that I covered a couple years ago that got hot right before the trade deadline. <laughs> they made some deals. 
They're still suffering from those deals. I'm talking about the 2018 Pirates, if you did get that reference. They won 10 games in a row. They traded away their two best prospects they had for a guy that's won less games in a Pirates uniform than the Steelers probably will this year. I don't know if that's true or not. I think he's probably won more than, like, what, like 15 games as a Pirate? I don't know. I don't care. That's not my point. What I'm saying is... Are you going to allow this team to mess with your emotions if they sweep the White Sox? If they beat a really good team on the road, they go five wins in a row, and they are you gonna are you gonna buy into the hype? I know all of you are sitting here. A lot of you are sitting here saying no, no. This team stunk for twenty games. I'm not going to let five wins change my mind. But I'll tell you what: if they sweep this White Sox team, they beat this team twice on the road. They have a five game win streak. They're going into a daytime double header against the St. Louis Cardinals, you're going to have some pep in your step on that Thursday. You're going to be paying a little bit closer attention to that club on Thursday, knowing that, well, if they win these two games, that's seven in a row. And now it's a little different. Now it's a little more interesting. And again, record be damned, if you're within five games of a playoff spot in the month of August... You're involved. I get that everyone's in within that distance right now. But that's the type of season we have right now, folks. You can start off sh- crappy. Who caught myself there. You can start off bad. But as long as you're close enough and you get hot at the right time, anything could happen in this 60-game sprint. Now all I need is for the Pirates to lose 10 to nothing on Tuesday. That way, this whole segment doesn't mean a damn thing. Are you going to allow this team to let you dream? That's what I want to know. And I want you to tweet at me, at Noah underscore Hiles 95. Sound off in the comments section. Tell me how crazy I am. I know I sound crazy. I'm sitting here. It's 12:51. I'm on my couch. I and I, I'm 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 showing you the true side of Noah Hiles, lunatics. I'm going wild here. I'm I'm letting the Joker. I'm letting I'm letting the Joker out. The crazy man. I'm I'm getting your hopes up. I hope I am. If not, I'm just pissing you off, which I don't really mind doing either, or really. But in all seriousness. Does a sweep over the White Sox in just two games. Five wins in a row, though. Change your perception on this team. Does it no longer make you feel like they're as bad as you thought they were a week ago? Does it make you want to see this team maybe feel things out a little bit more? Does it make the St. Louis doubleheader a little bit more interesting? Does it make next weekend in Milwaukee more interesting? Not about building towards a future, but building toward the now. Would a sweep over this Chicago White Sox team make you more intrigued about not the future to come, but the current state of the 2020 Pirates? Again, sound off in the comments. Thank you all for listening. These solo shows, they can be a little bit taxing every now and then. I appreciate all of your support. I try to bring it for you. I brought it, like I said, with a little bit of flavor on this Tuesday edition when we talk to each other on Wednesday again 
well, you don't really talk back to me in, in audio form, just in comments. But when we meet up again on Wednesday, everybody's favorite beat reporter, Alex Stump, will be back on the show. He'll, he'll prevent me from getting crazy like I did today. Until then, you guys take care, and I will see you tomorrow.